Cancel culture is not Christian. I just thought I needed to start this episode with that. It was something that was on my mind a couple of days ago. I posted about it actually on my Instagram. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Mr. Chikonzo. That's where I am on Instagram. Drop me a message. Say hi. Let me know what's up. But yeah, cancel culture is not Christian. The only canceling we should be talking about is the cancellation of our own debt because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's the only canceling we should be talking about. When it comes to canceling people, canceling, you know, religions and, and things like that, that is not where the Christian should be found. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And so, how can God use us if we are going about cancelling those we are supposed to bring back to him? It might not even be people we're supposed to bring back to him. It could even be people in the church, you know, cancelling pastors, cancelling congregants. Cancelling is just not it, guys. Cancel culture should never be a Christian thing. So that's just something I wanted to share before we got started. Let me know what you think about cancel culture. What should we be doing as the body of Christ when we see things, you know, on social media and the like? Should we participate? Should we stay away from these things? If we participate, how do we conduct ourselves? And how do we show the love of Christ in situations like that? Because think about it. You were once, if you're a Christian, you were once in the world. And I'm sure you wouldn't want to be cancelled. And I'm sure you wouldn't want God to cancel you, you know? So something just to ponder and think about. This has become where who you become is more important than what you do. My name is Takudzwa Chikonzo. I prefer being called Taku or Takudzwa. Those work fine for me. So, like I said, please don't be afraid to get in touch. Ask questions. If you have any comments, share them. I'm always happy to hear what you guys have to say. Particularly when it comes to scripture. Now, I'm going to do something different for this episode. I'm going to share the scripture that we're going to be working with. But I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to touch on key verses and aspects. But here's something I want you to consider. This is something I picked up in an article I read as I was preparing for this episode. This is what it says. How would believing the truth about your new identity in Christ change the way you live? I'll repeat that again. How would believing the truth about your new identity in Christ change the way you live? Now, the scriptures we're going to be using for this episode are in Ephesians, the first chapter. Verses 1 to 14. This is 
an epistle written by Paul, the apostle, and I just want to pick on certain key elements when it comes to our identity in Christ. I think a lot of us, especially new born-again believers, struggle with the, the aspect of identity. When we have newly come into the kingdom, we're not quite sure how we're supposed to conduct ourselves or whether we were supposed to feel some sort of strange feeling when we confessed our allegiance and alliance to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I just want to share a few things from Ephesians. And I hope that this blesses you. Please take the time to study the scriptures, verses 1 to 14. And again, if you have any questions, if you have any queries or comments, please don't hesitate to let me know. And I will try my best to answer those. Now, this is something I struggled with for quite a long time when I gave my life to Christ. Identity is so important to me. It is pretty much the bedrock, the cornerstone of why I started become because your identity is everything. When you understand who you are in Christ, when you understand what God has done for you, when you understand how he sees you because you are in Christ, that's the key, being in Christ, then your whole perspective of this journey will change drastically, I promise you. It has changed for me. I'm sure it has changed for a lot of people. And so when we look at, for example, Paul, when Paul encountered Jesus and when he was sent into ministry, his life changed. Some would say for the better, some would say for the worst. I mean, he most of his, when he was writing his epistles, he was in prison, right? He was being persecuted, but that didn't seem to phase him or affect him. Once he was in Christ, things changed. If, if we look at verse 1 of Ephesians 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So straight away, if you know the story of Paul, Paul would persecute the church. He would persecute anyone who, were, who was of the way. That's what it was called in Acts. But now, when his life has been changed by a direct revelation of Jesus, he is now writing that he's an apostle of Jesus Christ. This was someone who used to persecute people who would follow Jesus. Now he was an apostle. This is why I say identity is so important. When you understand who you are in Christ, your past cannot define who you are now. Paul didn't write a former persecutor of the way. He wrote an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Now, when we then look at verse 3 to 6, this is the work of God the Father in securing our identity in Christ. Verse 3 tells us that 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Again, the most important factor, the most important thing that keeps us is Christ. We are in Christ. Everything happens because we are in Christ. Verse 4 says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We recognize God's glory and goodness because he has blessed us. We are grateful because we recognize how much he has done for us. And what's interesting is that Paul in the first verse says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints. So popular belief in those days would have been that or rather the Jews would have thought that they were the ones who would receive all these, you know, blessings and, and, and the grace of God. But no, Paul specifically says the saints, which refers to all of God's people, all of those who believe, whether you were a Jew, whether you were a Gentile, all these things that Paul then writes about in the verses to follow apply to anyone who believes. So isn't that wonderful that God is so gracious to bring us into the same spiritual blessings that the Jews also received? Now, when we look at spiritual blessings and compare them to material blessings, how often do we put so much emphasis on the material things? How often do we put emphasis on our phones, our laptops, the clothes we wear, you know, just the material things of this world. Yet these things will pass away. The material things of this world cannot last. You know, there's always the, the newest trend, the newest sneakers, the newest phone. It, it all becomes, you know, obsolete. But when it comes to spiritual blessings, spiritual blessing cannot be, you know, taken away. Spiritual blessings do not expire. They don't, they don't erode, you know. This is where our focus should be. We should be focusing on the spiritual aspects of our calling, the spiritual blessings that come with being in Christ. Some of those spiritual blessings are the fact that, for example, God chose us. Imagine that, that God chose you irrespective of what you have done or who you are. He chose you before the foundations of the world, which means he chose you before he, you even did anything. You were chosen by God. Isn't that a wonderful privilege? Another example of the spiritual blessings that we receive is the adoption. Now, in those days when you were adopted as like a son or a daughter, you would transfer from like one family to the other and you would receive the name, the benefits, everything that came with that adoption was yours and it was permanent. No one could take that away from you. 
Similarly, when we are adopted sons and daughters of the Most High, this is something that cannot be taken away from us. This is something that is permanent. You might be thinking, but Taku, there's so much stuff that I've done in my life, you know. There's so many things I'm struggling with. There's so many things that, you know, if if I were to tell you about these things, you, you wouldn't be able to look at me the same way. But when we understand that we are in Christ, it doesn't matter what you have done. If you are in Christ, if you have been chosen from before the foundations of the world, nothing you can do can separate you from God. If God has chosen you, then nothing that anyone can say or do in this world can change that. Nothing. Nothing can change that. And it pleases him, you know, it pleases him that he gets to choose us, he gets to adopt us. It pleases him. And we should just be so... (laughs) These are some of the things that I think we overlook, you know, when it comes to just thanking God for his grace, you know, and his mercy. When I look back at my own life and I'm, I'm looking at where I came from and I'm looking at where I am now, you know, just being grateful for the fact that God chose me even with everything he knew about me. He chose me knowing the path that I would take and the struggles that I would have. And I think sometimes we think what we do and and the things that we we get ourselves into are too much for God, but they can't be because God is our creator. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. There's nothing that is too much for him. He is able to withstand everything. He is able to accept everything because he is God. Now, when we then go into verse 7 and 8, we then look at the work of God the Son, Jesus. And we see that in verse 7 it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Redemption, forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You know, grace is undeserved favor. And I'm sure when you look back at your life, um, there are situations where you're like, Man, this this must have been the grace of God. This must have been the undeserved favor of God. And one of those undeserved favors, so to speak, would be redemption, where we have been redeemed, bought with a price, where Jesus' blood has ransomed us from sin, has ransomed us from the realm of darkness, and we are now sharing in the light of his kingdom. Now, when you un- when you understand that there is no other way in which we can be saved, Peter tells us this in Acts, that there is no other name that can be used to save us except the name of Jesus. When you understand what you have been saved from and where you are going, 
then you will you will know that this is unmerited favor because we can't do it ourselves. The key to understanding verses and scriptures like this is we can't do these things by ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. We need a savior. We needed a savior. And so God in his grace, in his mercy, in his goodness, sent his son, Jesus. He basically gave his best. He gave his all. And through Jesus, through the wonderful name of Jesus, you have been saved, you have been redeemed, you have been ransomed. These are present realities. These aren't things that are going to happen. You have been redeemed. It has already happened. It is permanent. So when we understand that these things are things that are that that we grasp now, that we have now, it radically changes our perspective on our walk. Because we are already walking in these promises. We are already walking in this security. And then when we look at verses 13 to 14, we look at the work of the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 says that in him you also trusted, him being Jesus. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I need you to, to just underline, this is the New King James Version, so you might not have sealed in your Bible, but verse 13 has two parts to it. One, there is our responsibility because we are to trust in Jesus, right? We are to hear the word of truth and we are to trust in Jesus. Not only that, we are to believe in Jesus. So there's trust and then there's belief. Another important thing that's being brought to my attention is that you hearing the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, how are people going to hear it if we don't go out and tell people about the gospel? It's so important not to keep it to yourself. You might say, Ataku, I can't speak. I'm not very good at speaking. Fine. <laughs> There's that. But let's not put human you know, limitations on a supernatural thing. Because it's about what the Holy Spirit can do through us. Paul says that in my weakness, God is made strong. So even when you believe or think that you are weak in an area, God can use that to show that he is strong, to show that he is all-powerful and that no matter what, there are no limitations within us that can hinder the work of God. So it's important to understand that for People to hear the word of truth, the word of truth has to be preached. It has to be shared. And we have to be in the mindset and be able to go out. The mindset of evangelism, the mindset of sharing the gospel. Don't be afraid to share the gospel. Sharing the gospel in church is great, but that's not our job. We have to go into the world to share the gospel. There are people out there who need to hear it. So the second part of verse 13 is that 
we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. This seal is like ownership. It's like security. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee or the down payment for the promise. Nothing else is required. Nothing else is needed. Once you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, that is not something that can be reversed or taken away from you. So we see here that in Ephesians 1, verse 1 to 14, specifically the verses I've shared, the work of God, the Godhead, the Trinity, in securing, in bringing us into the reality of the promises that are in Christ. This is this is so important to understand because sometimes, you know, we can get, I guess, annoyed because we think that, you know, we have a part to, to play in our salvation. But the reality is that it's all about God. It's all to the praise of his glory, to the glory of God. It is all God. And when we can put our ego aside and just humble ourselves to these realities, then we'll be able to just walk in them and have faith, just believe that this is what, this is what has happened. This is what God has done for us. Sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult to feel secure in what God has done for us and what he has promised us. Especially when we look at our track record, right? When we look at what we did yesterday or what we did just a few hours ago, it's like, how is it that this is for me? How is it that I am adopted? You know, how is it that I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit? How are these things possible? Well, my friend, just know that we walk by faith and not by sight. It's all about believing. Do you believe that you are secure? Do you believe that this is your identity in Christ? Do you believe in what God has done for you? It's taken me a while to get to this place where I can just believe in what he has done, irrespective of the mistakes I've made and the things that I've struggled with on this journey. And I've been on this journey for for more than a year now. And I can imagine for some of you who have been on this journey for a while or even just starting out, you still have things that you struggle with. But when we can rest assured, knowing that our identity is secure in Christ and that can't be taken away from us, then you will live out your life for God with no inhibitions, with no worries, because you know that you are permanently sealed. You are secured. You are a child of God, an adopted son or daughter. So I just want you to leave this episode and remind yourself. Remind yourself constantly of who you are in Christ. Challenge false beliefs. Challenge them hard <laughs> and present your worries to God. When you're not feeling like an adopted son or daughter, just go into the prayer closet and 
be vulnerable, be transparent with God because he already knows what's in your heart. So just share it and let him work in you and through you. Search the scriptures for the truth. You know what's interesting? Jesus, when he was confronted, you know, by the Jews in John 8, at the end of the of the chapter, he was like, before Abraham was, I am. You know, like, <laughs> if you understand, you know, how important I am is, if you understand the, what, what's behind that, then you would, yeah, you would, you would, you'd get what, what I'm trying to, to say. But there's, it's just an assurance. You know, when Jesus spoke about his identity, there was just an assurance. He was just confident. He knew who he was and he wasn't afraid to reveal that to people. He wasn't afraid of what people may think or say. He knew that they were going to try and throw stones at him after he said that, but he still said it anyway. That's the same assurance we need when we are walking in our identity in Christ. He was confident. We should be confident as well. It might take some time, but it should be something that we do on a daily basis because how would we be able to live this life, you know, without those assurances? We have to tell ourselves that we are in Christ and we are adopted. We have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. We have been redeemed. You know, we have been bought to the price. We have an inheritance. We are God's glorious possession, purchased for his will and his purposes. So I'll leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for those who have taken the time to actually listen to what I have to say. <laughs> I really appreciate that you consider my voice to be a voice of reason <laughs> and a voice of wisdom, but it's all glory to the Most High. And I pray that this blesses you and helps you. If you haven't heard or checked out the first episode, please do. And I hope you guys have a blessed day, a blessed week. If you have any questions, comments, any suggestions, please feel free to get in touch with me on Instagram at Mr. Chikonzo, at Mr. Chikonzo, and I will be sure to get back to you. All right, guys, have a good one. And remember, your identity is secure in Christ.